Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we sit down with Jessica Freetag and Jennifer Winfield, both professors in the Faculty of Liberal Arts and Sciences and Innovative Learning, to talk about their Teaching Innovation Fund project on collaborative writing. So welcome to NextCast, Jessica and Jennifer. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, thank you for coming. I guess I have to ask, how do you both know each other? First, we started to know each other by we worked together in the Department of English. Um, and then we um, studied together, actually, as well. So we got to know each other better. Um, Where were you studying? We studied at York University a few years ago. We did a master's together in uh, applied linguistics. Oh, OK. Yeah. And that's all done? You were, you've, you've graduated? You it's know. all done now, yeah. Congratulations. Actually, yeah, thank you. We took some courses together. So we were able to, uh, to learn from that and reflect on our teaching as we were doing the uh, program, so it was oh, good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. How did this come about, this particular project, this Teaching Innovation Fund project on, on collaborative writing? How did that start? So a couple of factors inspired this research. We wanted to test some assumptions that we've had about collaborative writing based on observations that we made in our classrooms. Jen and I both teach first-year college students and in the English department, as Jen mentioned. We teach a course that focuses on reading, critical thinking, and writing skills to ESOL students. So ESOL meaning English for speakers of other languages. And the majority of these students are international. They have different cultural, educational, linguistic backgrounds. And we tend to, even though it's not part of the curriculum, um, we tend to use a pedagogy approach of group writing or group group work a lot in our classes okay. and we just noticed in in observing that the students tend to take to it well um, both in enjoyment wise and we tended to notice that the quality of their writing tended to be better so we just wanted to do some actual testing in terms of research to see if our assumptions came out to be true I would say a second factor was also our experience as students in doing the masters because we got to collaborate on some of our um, projects together and both of us uh, before that were sort of hesitant to do collaborative writing we kind of had an attitude towards writing as being more independent especially the process of it but we ended up doing some collaborative writing and both of us came up thinking it was a more more of a positive uh, process and product than we expected and so we thought if we enjoyed it this much and we got this kind of positive results out of it, we imagined it could only be perhaps beneficial for our English language learners, especially when they're trying to fill in linguistic gaps for each other, etc. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you came to this not even at so much as, as teachers, but that as having that student experience of a, and that changed your minds. That mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this, maybe this works after yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. both. Yeah. I think it was both the teaching and learning aspect, right. but absolutely, right. yeah, the, the, as learners, we absolutely wanted to explore that as well. Yeah, for sure. So when you made that decision to kind of take a closer look, is this actually working? Is this, is this as effective as we think it is? Is this having the impact that we think it is? What was the process? How did, what were the steps that you went through to, to get this project off the ground? We both had classes that were the same sections, and we had two classes each of the same section. So for each of us, we had one sort of control group and one class or section that was, had the experiment on it. So we aligned our lessons so that they were pretty much identical. So what, the only different uh, thing between us was um, just the, whether they were writing in groups or not. For the first assignment, 
we had uh, one one class write in uh, groups and one class write individually and that was for both Jessica and myself um, so that we could minimize you know whether that was teacher or whatever it was and we had uh, we had hired external raters we had trained them about how to grade and so they uh, they graded and assessed the papers blind they didn't know who was individual or who was group I see okay and um, and so they arrived at their assessment and they they assessed for you know for grammar for all elements of writing so content structure ideas development um, and then a little bit later in the semester uh, we flipped it right so, so there wasn't a class that just went through the whole semester a whole year not ever writing in groups so they got they right both got the they chance. got the yeah. taste exactly and so that that was for the for the quality to, mm-hmm. so to see if it actually worked in terms of quality mm-hmm. um, and then for student engagement we just we did a survey at the beginning of the semester about what their attitudes towards it was uh, towards group writing was and then we did a survey after they had experienced both the individual and group uh, writing activities. And were they aware during while this was going on that you were doing this as research, that they were part of a study? Yes, absolutely. So we did have some people come in from the research team that they gave them the informed consent and all of the students had to had to give their consent and they knew that they were part of the process. We find that with the students that we teach, the ESOL group, they tend to be quite in agreement with that kind of thing. So um, it was actually a pleasant experience from the from the research team side too, because they thought, oh, we don't usually get groups this, you know, sometimes sometimes people will opt out for whatever reasons or uh, perhaps not even show up to the classes, but our, our classes are large. We had a lot of attendance on the, on the assignment days. So we got a good sample size, which was great. And just to be clear, as the external graders marked for the research, we of course still use these as part of the, the course and okay. we had to mark as well. Yeah. I was gonna say, this yeah. sounds yeah. like a clever scheme yeah. to bring in someone else yeah. to mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what's going on here. We wish, we wish. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm curious, um, when you had collected all that data, when you had the external people marking and you'd gone through the entire test period of having them, one group do it and then, 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 then switch, what was the kind of data you got? What were the kind of uh, what was the the results you got? So we were actually um, excited to learn that our hypothesis was confirmed in terms of one of the tasks. So the first task that they did was a summary task, and the second one was a critical analysis task. And so our results showed that for the summary task, the group summaries were rated as having higher quality writing than the individuals and that was statistically significant results. We were quite excited to see that that our assumptions were not just um, assumptions in the classroom, but actually the research confirmed it. As for the critical analysis task, we were somewhat surprised because those results, they were not statistically significant in terms of the quality of writing being higher for the groups. However, we, once we started to analyze that and think about it, we, we had some interpretations in terms of why that might be. So normally, anecdotally before the research, we found that complex tasks like a critical analysis would be the types that the students would benefit from a lot because they were helping each other out and under- sure. helping each other with the understanding of instructions, etc. However, within the conditions of the research, they had a limited amount of time. They were only doing this within the classroom. And, uh, and the critical analysis task is, unlike the summary, it takes more negotiation. There's more decisions to be made. It's a much more complex task. So 
we think that perhaps they were spending more of the time at the initial stages and if they had had more time then the results might have might have shown a little bit stronger quality the results for the the students attitudes towards it some of the qualitative data that came back was really interesting as well that uh, of course the students were able to see both the positives and negatives to writing both in groups and individually but we thought for sure what was really neat was about how they uh, were able to make connections between uh, writing in groups and a lot of the skill development that they needed not just writing so it was with writing that they were able to improve grammar and things like that but also the skill development in terms of um, conflict resolution speaking and they were able to make connections about how this would actually affect them and help them in the workplace and like I said, they also acknowledged that there were some drawbacks and limitations sure. as well. Yeah, it was really interesting to see some of the, the qualitative comments really sort of enrich the data, right? So we saw from the students coming out and saying, we are all from, you know, working in a group with different cultural backgrounds and different perspectives and understandings of, of you know, different topics and things um, and ways of approaching things. It was difficult to work with people that way, but they also recognized that as a positive and mm-hmm. and that came out as something that they could learn from each other on and they really recognized it as building communication skills. And I think our students are starting to recognize the importance of that, not just you know, not even just in the classroom, not even just in the writing classroom, but if you look at the college space these days across programs and across courses, there's more and more collaboration going on and that extends to industry as well. So um, the fact that they were making those connections without having the question, you know, actually asking them for that. leading them to that Yeah, without leading them to that particular kind of answer was really, that was pretty exciting for us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it turned out well and you got uh, a lot of results that you were excited by. Were you at all anxious before you saw the results that there may be a class rebellion on your hands that people would turn on you and say, like, this was a waste of time, or let us go back to the old way, or please don't do that to us again? Was there any anxiety? Yeah, I mean, for, definitely because this is a technique that we use in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the hope was that there were especially positive views, and I guess that there that it did actually show that there was a positive outcome because it's enjoyable, and again, it is a technique that we use. So there was, I mean, there was a little bit of anxiety that what if this comes back that this is actually that the, the majority of students don't enjoy this and that um, it's actually having a negative effect on their writing then what do we like mm, you know so right. I didn't I guess I didn't want to hear that but yeah, we were prepared sure. but luckily <laughs> yes. the results were positive luckily yeah. they were yes. yeah yeah we could see how they could be even more positive given some different research conditions or the fact that the research conditions are somewhat restrictive and and if we look at the classroom as a as a natural environment yeah we we can see even even more of those positive results yeah mm-hmm. and in terms of you know what you've taken from this from this research not just in terms of doing it and sharing it and presenting it but actually taking it in as teachers how have you brought this kind of information and this new knowledge back to the classroom how have you approached teaching have you have you done anything different do you feel you will do anything different knowing these results it was a good reminder that even though you know we we see this as a positive process and and experience overall and a lot of the students feel quite engaged and there's a lot of positives to it but there was that reminder that you know not every student is satisfied in every way and there are the um the setbacks so since the research i sort of experiment with giving students 
small stakes tasks early on in the semester with a mandatory individual assignment and a mandatory group assignment and then have them after those two are completed have them do a reflection right where they have to really kind of break down what was what was good about the group work for them and what was good about the individual and what could they learn and what how could they have contributed differently right to the participation in the group work and how might you know, different things in, in terms of how that might help them going forward. And then after that, they get to choose from the following assignment whether they want to work in groups or individually. So they've at least had a little chance to, to think about what works and what doesn't and why. Well, the great thing about this research that you've done, that this project you've done, is it hasn't just stayed in the classroom. You've been presenting it mm-hmm. externally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you presented it at Humber Showcase last uh, summer. And you also went to a conference in Winnipeg, I believe, in June to present this. How did that go? What was that experience like? It was positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very positive. Um, uh, our colleagues in general recognize the value of this as a teaching technique. Uh, lots of colleagues have questions about how we actually do implement it in the classroom. And uh, we they've also given us lots of thought about uh, what we can think about for future research areas mm-hmm. um, to explore as well. They've had various experiences similar to ours anecdotally, but I think they appreciated also the fact to have some research results that confirmed those those thoughts yeah we learned a lot and we had really good support from the research team here that was always on hand Um, we couldn't have done it without them we're testing things and we're understanding the research process at a really primary level because we've done a lot of reading about other research and to actually be in it in the thick of it ourselves and then going forward to be able to talk about it with our students in future classes and say you know we actually have some uh, (laughs) some data here. Well this has been great I'm glad we were able to collaborate on this and uh, do some (laughs) critical thinking in this moment. (laughs) Thank you so much for both of you for coming here. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. NextCast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to humberpress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at humberpress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress at humber.ca. That's humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That is still not a pun.